welcome to Clearview Baptist Church, friends, and so thankful if you've tuned in here uh, tonight. It, I'm, my name is Jason Cruz, and I'm the pastor here, and I've got two really great men beside me, Peter Giannis, who, uh, Peter, I'll let you, I don't want to try to tell them what you do. You're way better than me, so tell, tell the people what you do. Well, uh, this is Peter Giannis. Uh, I serve with uh, the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, uh, serving over over 2,000 Asian American all over uh, Southern Baptist Convention across okay. North America. So I'm I'm glad that we're part of this. Yeah, born in the Philippines. Born in the Philippines. Born and raised in the Philippines. Moved here 1998. So I've been here for maybe 22 some years now. That's why, and got a wonderful wife, Irene, and she kind of Christian. Yeah, man, just a, a real <laughs> neat man of God, Peter. And Coach Jones Amen. is uh, a Franklin legend. Uh, he, Coach Jones, was uh, my son's football coach. That's right. And uh, I, I love Coach Jones. And, and well, you know, when we, when we, uh, when Cole was doing his graduation down in the eighth grade. Uh, it was like we, we got to get a picture with Coach Jones. And, and, right. Uh, it, 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 it was uh, you've been you are well loved in my family. I can Amen. Now, Coach Jones. Uh, I mean, obviously, I know a lot about you, but but tell tell people kind of who you are and what you do. I'm. Uh, see, I'm Bernard Jones. I uh, actually attend church and belong to West Harvard Primitive Baptist Church, where I'm the uh, assistant pastor, and uh, love what I do with people, especially young people. And so it all boiled over as far as coaching and teaching also. So I get to keep the young people always in my life and I get to be in theirs and that's, that's the blessing part of it. How long have you been a head football coach? Been a head coach ever since 2009 when Coach Lane retired. Okay. 2009. Right. I was working with him ever since 2000. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. It was great. How, how long have you been in the school system here? I've been in the school system since 98. Okay. I started in Clarksville. And uh, we moved here, I uh, moved back here in 98 okay. and uh, started at Freedom Intermediate, went to all of them, Freedom Intermediate, Poplar Grove, and now I'm at Freedom Middle, which is where I'll end up if the good Lord's willing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are a great football coach. I like Coach Jones. Uh, he's, my, he's my kind of football coach. He, uh, yell at him and hug him at the same time. There you go. <laughs> um, that's, that's it. Well, um, I want to ask you as we get into this tonight, um, I want to ask you one thing. Uh, this is going out on Facebook Live, and, and I'll tell you kind of the backstory of how this got started. Uh, but as it's on Facebook Live, as it's on YouTube, uh, I, I would ask you to do something if you would. If, if you would really just remember, yes, you're going to have the ability to post comments, but, but just remember the climate. Uh, I would ask you just to remember the fact that well, this is about racial harmony. And uh, really think before you post. Do, do you really need to say something? Uh, maybe you do, but but and you have that right. But I would just ask you to remember uh, that that you know what we're trying to accomplish here. You know, as you as you walk down that road. Um, so let me tell you how this got started. For uh, it kind of came about uh, really in, in a, such a neat way. Uh, Michelle and I were were on uh, vacation when the thing happened uh, in Minneapolis and George Floyd and, and, and that entire uh, thing just exploded. And, and I remember when I first heard about it, it I, I didn't hear about it for a few days because I was, uh, I was trying to stay away from my phone a lot, really. And, just, and when I did hear about it, um, I just remember going, 
I, I know what's going to happen. It's it's here we go again. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and yeah. and my heart just sunk and and one of the one of the things I've always tried to do. There's been times in my life where I spoke to something too fast, mm. and I, I remember I remember when 9/11 hit. That Sunday, I I talked about it, you know, for just a brief second, but I didn't really say much about it. I wanted to give myself time to get my head around it. And and the scripture came to me last week just about the the importance of what James 1 says, be quick to listen, Mm -hmm. slow Slow to speak. speak. Um, Because it's it's an electric issue. It's also been something that's been around for thousands of years. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And and, so my heart, knowing Peter, and knowing Coach Jones and having intense admiration for both of these men, I thought, well, I don't just want to, posting on social is wonderful, uh, writing articles or uh, uh, doing interviews or, or I don't know, uh, going to, to, to marches and rallies, all of that is, is great, but I thought, mm-hmm. what, God, what, what, what can we do that's actually action? We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Right, action right. versus reaction. Right. And, and I thought, what if, what if we could actually just have a, a talk mm. between three dads, <laughs> three husbands, All right. um, Amen. and three, three men, three colors, and one Jesus. Amen. And, one Jesus. And, and so I... Um, I just want to open that up, and listen, we're, gonna, we're not going to avoid anything. i tell you the, the stance we chose to take, just so you know. We, we've talked about it back and forth, conversations on phone, texting, and even meeting together. And one of the, one of the decisions we made was this, this thing is, that we, we do not have the intellectual capacity to cure this thing. That's right. I mean, it's been, it's been thousands of years. And, it's, and we both, I think we all agreed that, that when... when this will be healed when the sky splits and Jesus Jesus comes. But that doesn't mean we don't speak to it. And it doesn't mean we aren't kingdom people. That's right. Mm -hmm. And and so we chose to look at it, okay, it's so big, what can I do? We're going to boil this like real down to like as a person. Like what can, how do you deal with it? How do I deal with it as a person, as a Christian, a citizen of the world, and as a citizen of Franklin? Right, and, and so we're going to kind of take that road because the issues, even within race, it is even within racial tensions, just like abortion or any other. You pick, pick an injustice. Mm-hmm. There are thousands of issues within that, and so we chose to to pick something that is way more personal. Um, and so I'm just going to kind of moderate a little bit, and then that's it. Uh, so we're going to start with um, looking at it. The, the thing we talked about was. Ha- how do, where do we start? And I think, Peter, you right. mentioned, I, I believe, Jason, it needs to start with the foundation. Mm-hmm. And then you elaborate on that a little bit. You talked about just the, we have to go back to the, to the foundation of where this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, uh, that, that's critical about the conversation, not until you establish the foundation um, who we are in Christ and who we are in God. And it will be difficult to you know, build upon that foundation unless we are settled and uh, we're resolved that we begun as one race mm. uh, created in the image of God. And everybody will agree with that. 
And even the quotes were all the diversity, ethnicity, it all started with him in Genesis chapter 11. The original is go and multiply, you know, that, that cultural um, um, multiplication that God intend for us and uh, subdue the land. Right. But for whatever reason, and we're, we're so disobedient and sinful by nature, and we wanted to build our own land, we wanted to build our own people, we wanted to be, build our own power. And just at a time that in Genesis 11, God has to do something about it. He did. You know? by causing languages and culture yes. so that we will become obedient. So the, the culture itself, diversity, ethnicity, it's beautiful. That's right. It is in the mind and the sovereign uh, plan of God even beforehand. Yeah. But what mess up and what marred the beauty of God's creation mm. after the image of God is because of sin. Yeah, right. Because of sin. Right. And, and uh, we, we were talking earlier today just about, you know, uh, if, if we serve a sovereign God, mm. then, then, then color, <laughs> co color is by his design. That we do. He it, made it, us different. It, it, it doesn't threaten him. That's right. It just threatens us. That's right. You know, exactly. and, and, and he didn't say, oops, I, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, really, he, he, he is he, the variety of God. And I always remember every time I go on a mission trip internationally, hearing people pray to the Lord mm. in their native language. I don't know what they're saying, but I, I, I get jazzed up just hearing it, you know, because I love love the, the 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 variety of god and he is sovereign and he did design us he did. the way we are but it is a sin and it racism is ingrained it is you, you and i were talking coach mm -hmm. about how it is something that is learned it is. and you, you know jason you said that it reminded me of how it is you know the song we used to sing when we were young about jesus loved the little children red yellow black and white yeah he made the color Yes, he did. He made it. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes. Yeah, and, and, we, and, and we, we, we should apologize for that. No. We, we, I, you know, I need you. Mm -hmm. right. I, need, I need your culture. You need mine. Mm -hmm. I need your culture. You need mine. That's right. And, and that is by his design. That's right. And, and, um, but but the, the, the sin of racism, one of the things it is, you know, we were talking about it this earlier, fellas. You know, I think um, I, I remember when I became a Christian, I had to unlearn. Mm. A lot of things that, that, that mm. my, my daddy didn't teach me, my mm. mama didn't teach me. Mm -hmm. Society taught me some things. Right. And, and I've, thought, I've thought quite a bit about this, actually, in the last week or so, especially since the, the atrocities with George Floyd and, and just watching what happened there and, and what's happened for decades and decades and decades and millennium. You know, if you were born, I was thinking, this is the thought I had. If you were born in the 1940s and you went to school as a little boy or little girl, regardless mm -hmm. of what color you were, if you were born, and, and this isn't just in the South, this was in America, you know, if you were born in the 40s and you went to school, or you, even before you went to school, if you went down to the drugstore, I used to hear my granddaddy talking about going to the drugstore and, and taking a, a dime and <laughs> get, a, get, a, get a hamburger and a Coke, you know, for a dime. Um, <laughs> But it was just common for you to see whites only, mm. colored mm. water fountain, mm. you know, or blacks only, mm. or you would, it, that was just what, that was normal. Mm -hmm. But that's learned. It's learned. And it's taught. Right. And it's, it's, it's that goes deep. It, it goes deep. And I can uh, attest with that, to the point that you said about being learned. My father was army. 
So being born in Germany and things like that, it was always Army Green against you know the Germans. Yeah. That was the race, Army Green against the Germans. But in the same sense, it's like what you saw in the Deep South and like what my wife saw, I didn't have that opportunity to see that where it was colored only and white only. I didn't have that, I, didn't, I wasn't able to, I didn't see that. And so again, it's like you all say, it's what we learned, what, parent, what we're taught as we grow up. And so I never saw that. So if I had a king south, I wouldn't have known what to think when I seen a colored only and a white only sign. Right. Yeah. It, it, is, it, is, it is difficult. And when we meet Christ, I tell our congregation all the time, they've heard me say it a lot. It doesn't matter what I think. Mm. It matters what the Bible says. Mm. Amen. Amen. And... The Bible, I, I bend to the scriptures. The scriptures don't bend to me. Mm. I bend to them. And so when I came to Christ, I just remember having to question all of the things society taught me. And it was more than just race. What does the Bible say? Right. And, and so I, we, we just wanted to start with the biblical foundation that God created us with color. Amen. Mm -hmm. and, we should, and we should celebrate that. We're going to talk about that a little more. Um, but let's move to the idea of it starts with you. Um, so part of the reason we decided, just so you know at home, uh, where do we go with this thing? I mean, we're, we're assuming that if you tune into it tonight, you actually want to, you know, we don't know how long it's going to take. We, we're not going to be here a, a real long time. But, but we thought, let's, let's get it down to the practical level. Because all I'm responsible for at the end of the day is me. I, I have to That's take right. care of, of what my walk with the Lord and my walk with my brothers and sisters in the human race. And, and both of you made different comments. And when y'all separately to me on the phone, and when you did, I thought, there's a narrative forming right there. Um, and, and so we talked about how it starts with you and it starts with your own home. Mm -hmm. and, and, and Coach Jones was, was the first one I, I called. And, and I said, Coach Jones, I, you know, I, I, I'm a little, uh, it's confusing for me. I teach my sons that that God loves everybody. I right. te Michelle teaches our sons that. We teach our sons that the, even something as specific as interracial marriage, that the Lord, the, listen, the scriptures do not say you, you have to marry a white girl. The interracial marriage, <laughs> that you, need, you need to realize we all came from somewhere. That's right. You know, and, and, and so we work really hard. I said, so it's, it's weird to me. I, I know it's out there. Obviously, I'm not a dummy. I know it's out there. But I don't, I'm, and then you made a comment. You said, Jason, I think the reason that it's, it's still, that, that, that it's, it's hard for you to understand what is wrong is because you said in your home you reconciled it. Right, right. But you also said, but never forget that in a lot of homes this it's hasn't not. been reconciled. That's right. So, so what, did, what did you do? We talked about one of the first things, you've got to own your home. Mm -hmm. Biblically, you have to Amen. own your home. Don't leave it up to the school system. Amen. But what did you do, Coach Jones? And you've you got five children. Right. Uh, what, what did you do as a dad to, to take this and, and start there? Because I think that's very Old Testament. That's what a, a, a Hebrew would do it that. He, he's not going to leave it to the temple. Right. Mm. Temple's a good part, but right. a, 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 in the Old Testament, a, a, the dad is responsible for that's building right. up. That's right. So what did you do? With, 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 with my children and things like that, we've always taught them, the mothers and I, is that it starts with you first. You know, it's how you treat people. And we're going to raise you in a Christian atmosphere on how you're supposed to act. 
And then once we raise you that way, when you go out, it's your responsibility now to do what we've taught you to do. And so we, didn't, we, we taught them that it wasn't so much that it was a, a black or white society or an Asian society, whatever, but it's a people society. And you are to act the way we teach you to act because you're a Christian first. And we know that everybody's not a Christian, so to speak, but we know that we know that we raised ours as Christians and how they were supposed to act when they went out. So you took you took them into that worldview fast. What about with Shekinah in 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 uh, Christian? What how how did you as a, a, a Filipino dad and they know they they, they learn pretty quick. <laughs> wait a minute, I, I look different than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, how did how did you take ownership of your home biblically, Peter? Yeah. Um, with, with the Asian American context, uh, for Filipino, for one, uh, we're very relational, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we take care of our family. Family comes first every mm-hmm. single time. It, everything we do, everything we plan, come, family comes first. Right. And so when, when the Lord blesses with two kids, uh, Christian and Shekinah, they're now, Christian is 21 years old, Shekinah is 18 years old. When we were blessed with two, uh, we prayed hard. Irene and I, we prayed hard even when they're just growing up. We, we did a lot of prayer. In fact, we, we, we pray while they're sleeping growing up <laughs> because right. we knew uh, the battle is real out there. Amen. So when we started sending them to the school, um, we're, we're pretty, mu- pretty much you know, um, uh, excited them going to the school, but at the same time, we're scared too because you're talking about 40 hours a week. No way. That, that, you know, school is shaping up the mind and the heart of, of your children. Very true. For 40 hours, they have your children. Exactly. If, if Irene and I, as the parents, we will not take it the way what Proverbs 22, verse 6 said, that train up a child in the way he should go. And so we take that as a resolve and we take this as a commitment to the Lord. It's our responsibility to, to educate them about God. It's our responsibility to educate them about the world out there. It's our mm-hmm. responsibility to remind them that they are, you know, created in the image of God. They're special. Okay. What matters really is who they are, you know, in the image of God and right. in Christ himself and mm-hmm. not what people, you know, say about their color or mm-hmm. say about their parents. And so it will always start at home, Jason. Mm-hmm. It is very important for us. So at an early age, we, we make it a big deal, pray with them. We make it a big deal that we have a family devotion, family altar, altar every single time. But we knew it too, that that will be challenged the moment they will be out there mm-hmm. in school. Mm-hmm. Now they're in college. Mm-hmm. And so it's mounting up <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. the responsibility. Yeah. And because they're getting you know, all, all kinds of different worldview out yeah. there, um, they, they go to Pennsylvania, Villanova, and Bucknell, so that Northeast region. And so all of a sudden, your faith in God and, and, and then your, your Christian heritage mm-hmm. will be challenged every single time. Yeah. And even mocked. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so the foundation of the word and the foundation of the truth, pretty much a big help on them. Yeah. Uh, growing up, because you're, you're, you you made a great comment there, for when your kids go to school and, and man we we support public schools. My wife teaches at a private school. We support public schools. We we I, Franklin's got an amazing education they system. Do. You know you, you you're a big part of that. And and uh, I mean, 
several of our staff, when they heard Coach Jones, like, oh, Coach Jones, Coach Jones, is, he's like a Franklin hero, you know, and, and uh, you've had a big impact, Coach, you have, and, and, but, but it's true, for, for, for 40 hours a week, we're going to hand you our sons and daughters' minds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that's something that, that they have to learn to stand on their own two feet. But you're right, when they step out into society, mm-hmm. it, it is coming. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I've said this many times. This is something that breaks my heart. I'm serious, as a pastor. It's, I've said this way before I came to Clearview, so it's not specific to Clearview. That we, we are living now, if you, if you look at the research, we are living now in the most biblically illiterate culture yes. ever. Yes. Okay, yes. so let's, let's hold that for a minute. Yes. Put a note in that and pin it, pin it on the wall. So you've got a biblically illiterate culture in the church. Now, not just outside. I'm talking about wow. in the church. Right, right. You've got a biblically illiterate culture. And then you've got another culture over here with m- modern media mm. that is telling our sons and daughters, and by the way, telling you and me mm. what to believe, mm-hmm. telling you and me what is right and what is wrong. Mm-hmm. And when that culture is dominating through radio, podcasts, social media, Snapchat, just keep going. It's all these vehicles of communication. Yes. And, and you don't know the word of God? Right. You're going to lose. Exactly. Every time. You're going to lose. And, and, and so I love what you talk about having devotions with your family and praying with your kids and, and sharing with their worldview. And, and I just hope that any of you that are parents realize that. I hope you realize how critical that is. It doesn't mean you got to have a one-hour Bible study on the mm-hmm. finer points of Leviticus with them, you know. <laughs> it, 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 it just means that you're intentional. Because mm-hmm. it sounds like both of you were mm-hmm. intentional with, with your children. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. What did you... Um, in college, now that they're both in college, like I'm sure that narrative's changed, though. Mm-hmm. It's, it's different how you... It is. Yeah. It is. It is. Now, now um, Shekinah is going sophomore college and Christian is senior. Uh, we really made a covenant with them that even in college, we will be still their parents. Okay. <laughs> right. So there's so many ways that you can do actually of being a parent, even they're already staying in the dormitory. Uh, Christian is like three hours away, but mm-hmm. we made it a point, even, even when they're elementary and middle school, we made it a point actually that all of their events, at least one of us, at least one of us is always present. Uh, because my kids grow up in sports and in music from first grade mm-hmm. to high school, varsity sports and music. Um, Irene and I arrange our schedule, our calendar, that we will be with them every single time. So now they're in college. Won't you believe that I go to Christian, my son, like every other week, <laughs> travel three hours one way, just to have lunch with him? And so we arrange our schedule, and then if we will find a day that Irene is not working and then I don't have schedule, we travel to see Christian mm-hmm. for lunch or yeah. for early dinner. Presence. So the, 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 the parenting will never stop. They needed that, especially when they're in college, because they needed more reminders. Uh, they needed more, um, you know, that you're, you're not only there so that, uh, during their struggle, too. Right. You, they know that you're watching them even. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very true. Intentional parenting yes. and not leaving it up yes. to the world. Yes. 
because the world's coming. Yes. It's, it's coming. Um, I mean, let me ask you this. Um, we talked about owning your home and taking responsibility in your home biblically, not just raising them what you think is right. It's what the Bible says is right. And, and when it comes to, to, to race, I, I, I had a question that I wanted to ask you guys. How did you handle it when your kids came home and you realized, or maybe it was the first real time that one of your children realized, uh-oh, um, somebody has discriminated against me, or I've been called an, an ugly name, or I've been shorted, or something's happened when they, when they realized, mm -hmm. wow, I didn't, I didn't realize how, how real this was. I'm, I'm a little kid. Mm -hmm. And you saw the heartbreak. Um, how did... How do? Because that's something that I will have to say. I mean, as as a man living in Franklin, Tennessee, raising his boys, you know, they've they've had they've had their knocks and they've had some, but but they haven't. Nobody has said to them, "You're not one of us because you're a different color." Mm -hmm. But that's happened to your children, and it's probably happened to you. Um, how how did that how did that play out in your home, or even in your own life? Mm -hmm. Why don't you go first, Peter? Yeah. Because yeah. I know you've got it. <laughs> yeah, and we have a lot of specific, you know, story after story about that. I've uh, been here for 22 years, and so simple, not even simple, but you hear it a lot of times, go back to your country. You mm. know, that, that's common, that's common, mm. and the other will be favored because of your color. Yeah, that's very common, too. But I think that what, what's really... Um, very concerning is if it, your children are the one being involved. Mm -hmm. Is that it's a diff different story. You can handle it, but it's different. <laughs> yeah. If it's your children involved, then it's a different story. Well, we're blessed actually because my, my children uh, went to a Christian school from right. first grade to uh, the 12th grade. We're, we're blessed that we have that you know, Christian uh, culture and atmosphere and uh, you know, even that's a Christian school, and the Giannis family is well-loved, actually, there, Jason. Well-loved. My kids is, man, they, they were so favored in many ways. I, I served in the school for, uh, the school board for, for six years, so we're well-loved there. But reality is, even in a Christian context, you know, we're living in an imperfect world, and messed right. up world. We're, we're dealing with imperfect people and sinful people. And so you will, you will always have that challenges, especially coach. You, mm -hmm. um, we love coach, coaches, <laughs> uh, especially when sports is involved. Right. Then all of a sudden, you know, you, you're dealing with non-Christian, that you know they're a believer and follower right. of Jesus Christ, but because of the intense of, of the sports and the games, and all of a sudden they forgot they're all believers of Jesus Christ. And, and we, we went through a lot of those, and... You know, those color, you know, they will favor because he is, you know, a son of the coach and mm -hmm. yours is not. And so mm -hmm. they get more minutes of play and all of those. And th there was a time that my son uh, went home and we were not in the game and he was so mad and he's crying. And, and for the reason, because another player favored, give him more minutes play. And you have to really sit down with your son or your children and explain to them, you, you live in a sinful world and you're dealing with imperfect people. Yeah. And it doesn't right, excuse right. it. It, it will not be an excuse, it. but you yeah. have to really sit down with your kids and explain the way what the Bible is saying. About it's sinful. It. It's wrong. Right. 
But there's something within my culture, especially the first generation, that we're so passive, and we, we chose to be quiet, and then we will teach our children, don't worry, play hard next time. All right. So That's the right. Filipino culture, it tends to back up. Yeah, we back out, okay. and we would rather, you know, take a different course okay. that would not elevate the tension. Okay. And then we will tell our children, the best way to do actually is to better yourself in everything you do whether it's in academics, music, or sports, that's how you get even with them. Hmm. So we, 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 we respond differently. I see. But what, we, what's going on right now, of course, it's yeah. you know, enough is enough, and so you, sure. you won't blame others that they have to really speak up. And my children, for one, you know, they, they're really mad at what's going on, and they stand for what is right and what is... Mm. Sure. True, but you have to be very careful too on, you know, you're there all the time explaining right. to them that be careful, you, you should know what you're talking about and you know where you're standing and that is very important mm -hmm. nowadays. Coach Jones, okay. when you, he, he answered the parenting side, but let's, let's talk about you for a minute. Just, you, you grew up in Germany, but, but just, you know, I, I know, I know there are there are too many examples probably of times where y you felt it as a man, yeah. you know, yeah. even in your career or just, I don't know, you mentioned at times walk, walking down the street. Mm -hmm. um, that has got, when you felt the, when you felt the, the sin of projection of racism onto you, um, I, I can't, I, I, that's got to be a place where you, the anger has, it, 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 you can only push that down so far. Right. How, how have you, I, I wouldn't ask you like, how have you experienced racism because that, that's gonna take up a lot of time. You know, you, you've experienced it a lot. Right. And, and I, hear, I hear too many people talking about, it is still here, it is obviously still here. It is. And, but as a believer in Christ, like how, how, have, you, how have you worked through that? Jason, there's a couple of ways. I want to share first of all once when I was younger and I began to finally notice that I played baseball hmm. and thought I was pretty decent. And so you may know the all-star team was called out. And so I was going to be playing at second base. And the coach had, a, had another guy there, and he, he was white. And, of course, I was black and knew from the time, you know you know your ability and other kids know it. And yeah. so... Thought I was they better than he was, not, right? Yeah. Thought I was better than he was, but when it came time to have the starting lineups and everything, every every All-Star game, he was always in the starting lineup. And well, I went home and I talked more to my mother about it, and she would tell me about like you. She said, "Well, you just got to play harder. Mm. You got to work harder." And some people are going to do that, and you just got to be able to overcome and still work hard. You know that you have the ability, you just keep working hard. And so that was when I first noticed on, on the sports field, you know, but as a man, as a grown up man, as a black man, then have the experiences at times, you know, you may be walking a certain way. And if there's a, say there's a Caucasian woman or white woman there, and knowing that sometimes, even though something may not happen, that if they say something happened, and no one is there to witness it, 
then as a black man, you're basically going to be guilty. Mm-hmm. About like it was in the early 60s and the yeah, early 50s. Wow. You're basically going to be guilty. And so that's still, you still feel that way today? It still happens at times of day. Really? Like at the grocery store time. I mean, I'm not denying it. I'm saying, it's just, it's, I, I, I believe you 100% times 10. I think yeah, it, it's uncomfortable for you. Kind of gets that way with me now because I look at the things that happen, like yeah. you said, to those other people that have happened, to Brianna, to Jameer and all them that has happened. So I'm like, if it happened to them, it could happen to me, although I know I have God on my side, mm-hmm. but he still give me a little bit of wisdom. Instead of being on that same side, I may go to the other side. Really? So I know then wow. that nothing can be said that way. Man. And then I think it makes it even worse. My wife showed me a situation where there was a guy in the park, and the lady, he was, he was telling her to put a dog on a leash. <laughs> and she decided, well, you told me to put my dog on there, I'm going to call the police mm. like you've done something to me. That's and right. he began to film it, which actually helped him, because he began to film the situation that she was calling for the police to come, like he was bothering her when he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And so it's those situations that happen with me as a black man that you kind of still watch the things you do when you do them. And so you're, you you're, just, you're always on guard. And you are. Yeah, you are. Wow. It's situa- and it's hard because we know that most people are not like that. That's right. And most people are not like that. Yeah, most mm-hmm. people are not like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But because there are some that are... You, you have to be cautious. It, 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 yeah, wow. That's, Even when the police get behind you, mm-hmm. I kind of look, and they behind me, it's like, you know, what's going to happen now? So yeah. if one gets behind me, I do, I try to be very cautious, right, mm-hmm. to the point, right? So when they go past you, it's kind of like a relief to a point. Mm-hmm. I see. You know, yeah. I remember one pulled me over. I was on um, Liberty Pike, and for no reason, he pulled me over. And so I asked him, you know, I, I kept my hands on the wheel. And I asked him, officer, why'd you pull me over? He said, well, you, when you went around that curve there, you kind of went to the other side. And me, knowing me, I knew I didn't, but I didn't debate with him. Mm. And like, and so he talked and then he let me go on. But yeah, those kind of things happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, my, my heart hurts for um, people as what they're going through now, especially with, with um, I know so many in law enforcement that are good and righteous people. Yes, they are. And black, white, yep. Latino, Hispanic, uh, Russian. America yeah. has a law enforcement that is diverse. Right. But at the same time, uh, it, there's no denying, you know, that you see pockets and but pockets are everywhere and I think that does come down back to our issue of okay I can't change it all but I can change what I do right um, so what the last category we were going to talk about I ask I ask our men I said I want to ask you guys a question and I said this is a tough question and it and I don't know if I'm right and and I really do mean that I I, I I just know how I feel. And by the way, I, I should have said this on the, on the front, front end of this thing. What, one of the things that, one of the, one of the realities, one of the cultural realities that America is facing, maybe in the last 10 years, 10, 10 to 15 years, I, I don't have a timeline for it, but I've just, I've noticed it gets worse every year. Let me put it that way. I've noticed it gets worse every year. Is, is we're getting to a place where we just can't even talk anymore. Mm-hmm. People are so sensitive and they're looking to be offended all the time. If you're looking for me to offend you, you're gonna find a way. True. I mean, it's not yeah. hard. Yeah, uh, let me tell you, this is a true example. This yeah. is no lie. This happened, this happened to me, um, I think Saturday, Saturday night. I was in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. I was in Sprouts Grocery on 96. 
And there was a there was a, a guy, and he was from Australia, and he was just very um, just very extrovert, just talk 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 talk. And of course, his accent's very beautiful, so you're like, man, it, he's, he's got to be from Australia, New Zealand, you know, something. Right. And um, there was a man, and I just happened to walk into the line right behind him. And he happened to ask the guy in front of him, the man had his wife, and, and they, they, it was obvious they were from another country. I mean, they, just by the way they dressed. And he just literally, he was very animated at talking right. to people. And he said, where are you from? And man, that guy freaked out. Hmm. He said, and he, and he just said, I'm from, like he mentioned, like Nashville. He said, Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm from Australia. I just, I mean, it was obvious he, he, they were dressed in a way, and I can't even truly remember. It all happened so fast. Right. But I, I, they, weren't, they weren't dressed um, like way out of, they weren't dressed, well, I would say, very culturally specific. Mm-hmm. But you could just tell uh, just in some of the ways they, they were dressed. And, and, and the, guy, the guy got really bothered that he asked him that question, so why does it matter? And he's like, oh, I'm from Australia. I just, I was just curious where you're from. Right. And he said, I'm from the Middle East. And he, and he, and, and I'm just sitting here going, man, the guy is just trying, he's just trying to talk. He's just, yeah. he's just, he, and he was bothered that they got bothered. Mm. And he, he wasn't trying to rattle them. But my, my point was, I think that is a prime example of two good people. One that has obviously been uncomfortable before. Something's happened, maybe. Mm-hmm. They've had that question, and it wasn't in a positive way. Right. But you also got a guy just making conversations in Saturday, standing in a line. And I, and, I, and I just sat there, and I thought, that's where we are now. And that's part of the reason we're here. That's because exactly. if we can't talk, mm-hmm. that is, our country is founded on the First Amendment. Freedom of speech. We have to be able to talk, or we can't heal. And, and so I, I ask you guys a question in the talking. Uh, right now, on television, social media, uh, I said, does it, does it bother you when you see people that are reacting when something's been around for five, six, seven thousand years? <laughs> You've lived it. Right. And I see a lot of people reacting, and I see a lot of people bothered, which is a good thing. I mean, that, that's a, nobody's saying that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But I asked you, I said, it seems to me that there's a lot of difference between reaction and mm-hmm. actual action. Right. I, I can post something on Twitter. I, I, I can... Uh, I can do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's bad. I don't want anybody to hear me say that. I'm not, that is, you know, the first way I learned about human trafficking was people's awareness campaigns. Right. I got, I've been heavily involved in that for many years. And, but it was through awareness and people just posting. So that helped me. Mm-hmm. But my point is, it's one thing to react. Mm-hmm. But then we, you mentioned, Coach Jones, mm-hmm. yeah, but we just go back to normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we talked about action versus reaction. Mm-hmm. And I really do believe while it's small, right now, tonight, this is actual action. Amen. This is the church right. doing what the church should do. Right. We're actually going through the pain of paying staff members mm-hmm. to be here, which is not, that's no burden for us. I mean, that's, we're happy to do that. You took time out of your life. You took time out of your life. I took right. time out of my life. Right. Because this matters to us. So... 
when it, when it comes to action versus reaction, you mentioned, Peter, um, you've seen it too because people just go back to normal. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So well, what, what's going on here now is, um, you know, for the past uh, several days already, we're seeing a lot of reactions out there and uh, we're seeing a lot of, you know, statement made against right. racism um, in, in our behalf and in behalf of different groups and uh, uh, different ethnicity. Mm-hmm. But I think what, what we're facing right now too is the challenging is, you know, we, we knew it, it's sin. We right. made a statement, we wanted to stand with, yes. you know, diversity, right. ethnicity, right. and uh, against racism. But I think it's always, you know, this moment owned by the church. Uh, this moment is for us because whatever you do, all of this, because it's sin, Mm-hmm. and motivated by sin, it is always a gospel issue. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you will never include the gospel issue here, the only hope we have is in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So nothing we can do unless we will inject the good news of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Because my, my fear is, well, what's going on right now will become just a hashtag. It right. will be just trending. Right. Mm-hmm. Then it, it, it will come, it will fade. With and the next news cycle. It, yeah. And then yeah, we yeah, will yeah. go back to whatever we've been in the past again. Right. Mm. Nothing happened. Well, we're just reacting to the situation. We're talking about it. We're, we're so passionate about it. But, but not until we will sit down together and find you know, ways that we can do it together. Uh, I, I mentioned to you, Pastor Jason, that, that if, if this is only a one-time, that it will not be an ongoing mm-hmm. process. Nothing happened. We will go back again. Right. And so I, I, I shared it to you a while ago, but I said, I think we needed to do something to educate our people, and education must start at home. Mm-hmm. And so me as a parent or adult, I needed to man up enough and, and deal with my kids, deal with my college students, and discuss it you know, with, with, with an open mind that this is sin, needed to stop. Right. But, but it's more than that. We needed to be a good witness for Jesus Christ. Yes. Look, look, going back to the book of Matthew, that not until we learn to embrace the great commandment in Matthew 22, when, when you know, a, an expert of the law asked the Lord Jesus Christ, which is you know, the, the greatest among all of the commandments, and Jesus right. Christ said, you know, love God with all of your heart, with all of your soul and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Hmm. Now, not until I've learned that loving God and loving people as I love myself, there's no way that I will get the Great Commission in Matthew 28. Because the Great Commission, it's even harder because you're, you're bringing the good news to all nations. That's right. To, to all colors and to all people don't look like you. And so I needed to settle first and foremost, I love God. I love people the way God loved them. And then you can easily you know, embrace what's the Great Commission all about. Go and preach the good news to every nation around us and around the world. And so that education must start at home, and I think we needed to bring it to the church. Amen. It should be part of our curriculum of educating our people about race, about ethnicity, about culture, about all of our differences, because they're all good. They are. And, and, and finding that, if, if we will find a way that we will educate ourselves, educate our, our, our family, educate our church, then we, we should include that celebration 
We should celebrate diversity and ethnicity every single time. It shouldn't be only a holiday. It shouldn't be only a part of the calendar, but it will be part of our routine of doing life altogether in the church. And I'm praying to the Lord that we'll end it up into partnership. Uh, Jason, you mentioned some uh, last Sunday that I wanted to know what's about Filipino food. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. a good example of we had a, <coughs> I, I just had a, I kind of, I really got myself in a little bit of trouble uh, because I, I didn't ask my wife first um, if, you know, I've, tur- I've learned after 23 years of marriage, you know, hey, just give her a heads up if you're going to invite somebody over for dinner, you know, and, and I kind of got ahead of myself a little bit. I did that our first year of marriage. I literally came home. I came home one day and I said, hey, so-and-so's coming. She's like, who? When? Tonight? It's five. Right. Well, I already did that once. Um, but uh, I, I happened to see you and Irene, and I just had a thought went through my head, and I, did, I just, I said, hey, Peter, you, you know, you, you just now move into the South. This is what we need to do. We need right. to swap some food. And I said, this is what I, I said, I've never had Filipino food. I mean, I probably had it, but not like from a Filipino family. Mm-hmm. I said, but I guarantee you, you have not had, like, Pinto beans and cornbread, okra, <laughs> and you have, you know, and some stuff that, and, you know, some type of good meatloaf or something, fried mm-hmm. chicken. And, and so I said, so here's what we do. We get y'all over at our house, and we're going to give you, like, the, the most awesome, traditional southern uh, family food, and then we'll come to your house, and, mm-hmm. and then I said, what do you think? Well, you couldn't say no <laughs> I mean, at that point, you know, but I mean, but I, I thought... You know, but it didn't hit me to what to what you said. He's gonna tell his wife first. He's got to say, "Look, I got to talk to Irene." Right. <laughs> but I don't want you over my house. But but uh, it, it was something that you said in this educate, celebrate, and partner. And you know, coach, it hit me. I, I was sitting there as he was thinking. I was like, I was talking. I was like, man, I've been I've been in in Southern Baptist life for a long time. We've had we've had a lot of different uh, discipleship things mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. great. And, and, it, and it, I want to say, hands down, it, it could very well be there, and I just don't know it. Right. But I have seen very little, this is just me personally, I have seen very little in churches when it comes to helping them understand cultures and race. Mm-hmm. And, and you made a comment that really, I think it was true, Coach, when he said, when, you, when I meet, Peter said, when I meet a pastor mm-hmm. that's been international on missions, mm-hmm. their heart for people is different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, that's really true because mm-hmm. I, I love the diversity of cultures, but it, it's every pastor I know that has a heart for the nations has a heart for people. Right. Amen. Right. But we, but that we can't, we got to bring it into the church. We can't just leave it at home. Mm-hmm. We got to bring it into the church somehow. But then celebration, man, you can't celebrate what you don't love. That's right. I mean, you, you, to celebrate the diversity, but I don't, I don't know how we're going to celebrate it if we can't talk about it. You got to be able to talk. We got to be able to talk about it and have fun with it. Yeah. And, and, and I think what Peter said earlier was, the love part. You know, this is what we talk about how love overcomes fear. Mm. I know we talked about education when we was back in the back mm. and how being educated to a certain thing. If I'm educated to his culture, then I'm not going to fear his culture or uh, right. things like that. If I'm educated to yours. And so yeah. that's the same way it is, and I share like that right. with the black culture because yeah. some people never, ever have been around blacks. Yeah. And so what they'll do is they'll look at what they see on the movies of what they've heard, and that'll cause fear to them. So when they actually have to react, or actually have to deal with that black person, all they see is what they saw in the movies. You know, maybe the, 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 the killing part of it, or maybe the, 
the drug part of it. So they'll stereotypes. Stereotypes, exactly. Yeah. And so that in itself grants the fear where that love, if they have the love of Christ in them, the love of Christ in them, then that overcomes that fear. Yeah. And they get to know the other person. Yeah. The that's what it is. Stereotypes is, is very, very real. And then you mentioned partner. Mm-hmm. Yes. One, of the, one of the things I thought was, you know, it didn't, I think sometimes when we think about partnership, we think it has to be like funded, a global rollout. It, they can be that. I mean, you're part of a, praise God for, you know, Ronnie <laughs> Floyd's vision of global rollouts. We are pro-global rollouts because we love Peter. But, um, but I, I think sometimes in my own mind, I get it, I make it too complicated. Mm-hmm. Partnering can literally be, hey, why don't we swap some food? Amen. Mm-hmm. Just, it doesn't have to be this 20-year, like, 17-step mm-hmm. plan. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, I can give you a good example there. When I was new here, 1998, so we, uh, we, we were involved in the new church plant, and then we, in a year time, we, we continued that new church plant in, in Philadelphia. And I, I found out that we were sponsored by an American church, a white American church. And, and good that we, uh, um, that, that pastor of that American church is very intentional, been, been to international mission too, and he, he's very relational at the same time. So he found out that we were sponsored by their church. He's a new, new, new pastor there. Right. And he said, let me be found, found out who's the church planter then, and he found Peter Yanis. And so he called me, Peter, I'm, I'm you know, Pastor Dooley, <laughs> and we were actually the one that sponsored your church. I just found out I'm a new pastor. And, uh, can we meet once a month? Mm-hmm. And, and this is a countryside American church. We did once a month and educating ourselves about, you know, uh, American culture and my Asian Filipino culture. Right. And, and, <clears throat> and in, seven, uh, in, in, in several months, then we became close friends. Mm. And so the partnership started with the two, you know, pastor mm. with different colors, different background, but mm-hmm. we brought with us our, our congregation. Mm. So we started swapping pulpit. Mm-hmm. So he comes to my church, he preaches, mm. I, I go to his church, I preach, and then we have like two joint services in a year time. So that's what, what I'm talking about, yeah. partnership. So you have to be intentional and look for around other ethnic churches that's, you know, <clears throat> different from you or in your community or in, in a family context. Maybe you have some other ethnicity in your, in your church that you wanted to learn their culture and know about their food. And so simple as that. Mm-hmm. And so it that had to be complicated. P- p- partnership comes in many ways, but you have to be intentional, and you might have you, you should have the right motive of uh, I needed to understand, I needed to learn their culture, mm-hmm. because without understanding, there's no way that you can facilitate, you know, cooperation and and you know give and take That's relationship. True. Not until you understand each other, and the right. same is true with. Uh, the partnership that we're talking about. Yeah. I think, um, I think tonight has been a, a great start with, with you men. And I, 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 I know, I walked into this thing with, with no expectations. And I mean that in a positive way. I really did just want to talk. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really did just want to, sit down and, and talk and, and I think it, it starts there and I do and, and because what we see in our world sin never has a righteous harvest 
sin always seeks to destroy. Yes. Mm. And, and there's never a righteous outcome by sin. And the sin of racism and the, the, the sin that, that, that we have seen, and it's embedded in so many different ways. And we, until we turn to the Lord Jesus Christ, those sins don't, don't, they, they don't solve themselves. So um, I want to say to you out there two things. One, um, if, you, if you wouldn't mind, a lot of you have been posting on social media. I, I, I want to absolutely challenge you. Post this. Post this video. Post three men of three colors talking about some, some very real things. Post that and share that. And, and, and you never know who that could impact mm -hmm. and who that could help. It's a big world. It is. Um, and you never know how far you could be a digital missionary right there. But also, there, there's an email address that we have at Clearview. It's called Answers. Answers with an S. Answers at clearview.org. And if you have some questions or maybe you have some places where you need to repent or maybe you have some things, maybe you've been the, the victim of discrimination or maybe you've got some deep wounds, uh, man, listen, let us help you uh, because that's going to become anger. It is. And broken people break people. It is. And, and so uh, we, we, we can't find harmony if we keep it repressed. And, um, but I want to... Um, I just want to say thank you, guys. Oh, thank you. It means a lot to me that you would do this, and my congregation thanks you. And it's going to be interesting to see what the Lord does with with this. I'm very proud of both of you. I, I just, I really do admire you. It probably sounds generic. I mean, really, I really do admire both of you in, in what you do. I was excited being on stage with you two gentlemen, so. <laughs> two men of God. <laughs> well, let me. I'm going to pray for us. And hey, I want you don't 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 click off. Don't leave the meeting. You know, we, we can agree digitally. Amen? I mean, we can agree digitally. Right. And, and we can ask the Lord. Uh, and uh, so I'm just going to, uh, Peter, I'm going to ask you to pray. And then uh, Coach Jones and I will just agree with you Amen. in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Join us, please. Uh, Father, we thank you that you have loved us, love each one of us. Yes. That you have sent your one and only son to die in my behalf in our mm. behalf thank you lord and that he bore my sin and our sin up there on the cross and that you have said oh god that anyone who believe upon you what you have done at the cross of paying for our sin by faith repenting for, from our sin and by faith father receiving you as our lord and our savior Father, you will provide forgiveness. You will provide healing. Mm, thank that you, you will, Father, in exchange, give us hope. Thank you, Lord. Eternal life. Hallelujah. In Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We pray, Heavenly Father, yes. that this is true to everyone listening right now. Mm. This is the only hope we have, Father, and the only hope mm. that will bring us to eternity. Mm. In Jesus' name. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 And amen. Thank Let you. it be. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you yes. very much, fellas. Thank you. Thank you very much.